Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of the Lean Toss-Up CDL uh, betting podcast. I'm joined, as always, uh, by Ryan of CDL of at CDL Metrics on Twitter. Uh, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I am excited for uh, the last week of the major two qualifiers. Should be a good one, as always. Um, again, a lot of COD. We're, we're going... Just about every week now, um, the major kicks off next weekend. Uh, obviously, March Madness is in full swing. Baseball spring training's underway. Again, I talked about it last week. One of my favorite times of the year from a sports perspective. Um, but uh, yeah, here to talk COD, as always. For sure. And I mean, so just going to hit on quickly something we talked about last weekend. Because last week, we, we advised you guys to bet on Florida to win the major um, outright and to reach the final Florida to reach the final now is plus 750. So I, I was able to get in at plus 2,800, 28 to one. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to win outright, it's down to 16 to one from 66 to one. So, um, that's really cool. That being said though, Florida is not even the biggest winners in terms of the futures market this week. The biggest winner is actually Boston Breach. They're down to ten to one to win the major. Uh, what are they to reach the final here? Four fifty to reach the final. That's crazy and insane on, on that. A lot of hype on Boston, but we were actually on Boston a lot last weekend too. Um what do you think about this? Do you think that this is like legitimate for Boston or do you think that this is kind of like, is Boston a little overhype here? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's tough. Um, Boston is a tough read for me because my model doesn't really take into account recent performance. Um, obviously the results are, are in the model, but it doesn't really weight those any more than a, a, an older match. So Boston's recent run of success is impressive. Uh, they're 3-0 so far in qualifiers. They had a good um, showing at the first major. Uh, I believe they well they lost their first match versus FaZe, but went on a nice little run in loser's bracket. Um, and uh, yeah, like overall their season's been good, and, and they're kind of finding uh, form right now. I know there's a whole thing that just came out yesterday with, um, with Methods and Alley Cat might be dating, probably are dating. There's this whole thing on on Twitch last night that was kind of fun. So, um, and I saw he was just he started streaming a, a few hours ago too. So I don't know if there's more drama uh, going on now with that. But um, anyway, yeah, Boston is a fun team. I don't think I would take them at ten to one um, to win the final. Uh, I actually think that's maybe one of the worst bets you could make. And and again, they're hot, so that could carry over into the major. Um, they should get a good seed. Um, like there's a shot, a realistic shot. They could end up with the number one seed. I think it's more likely they probably get the number two, maybe number three, uh, if they slip up a little bit here this weekend. But, uh, if you're in that position, you are in a, a good, um, spot to rattle off some wins and maybe make the finals. Um, yeah, plus 450 to reach the major final. I like a little more, but I still don't love it. So yeah, hopefully you took, uh, Florida last week when we gave out that pick. Um, right. They were yeah 66 to one to win the major uh, and like 28 to one just to reach the major final. Uh, yeah, those odds have dropped drastically despite their loss last week against Optic. So just, you know, just the, the odds not shifting quick enough. We were able, able to take advantage of that. Now, obviously, there's a, a very good chance that the Mutineers don't make it to the major final and or don't win it. Um, but we're looking for value here whenever we can get it. And that was a value play. 
Um, as the major seeding kind of comes together with this last week, it's going to be a little harder to find edges with teams. Uh, I do think the market gets pretty well in order uh, as we approach the major, um, and it will really lock in next week right before the major. Um, but if you're looking for any last-minute um, picks on the futures market, I do have some um, that have sprung up last week, and this is a team I know you um, picked I don't know if it was to win or to reach the major, um, but I see value on them now. Uh, London Royal Ravens to reach the major at plus 350. I don't think that's bad value. Again, a a team that uh, lost last week like the Mutineers did, but um, they should still have a high seed. Right now, I project them as the number three seed. I think right now they are the number three seed if the major started today. Um, and that's a good spot, uh, especially when you think about where Atlanta might be seated. We talked about it last week. Atlanta's seating is going to cause some some issues, I think, with the major. Um, I have them as a four or five seed. That's kind of where they're sitting right now. Um, so if that holds true and Optic can hold the number one seed, those two teams are likely to meet in the second round, meaning there might be value for teams that are in that 3-6 or 2-7 side of the bracket. Um, so that those are teams like Boston, London probably, maybe Toronto if they can get some easy wins this weekend. Um, so those teams I like. But yeah, if you are going to take something this week, I think London to reach the final is good. I think Toronto to reach the final is good, plus 650 I see. Um, and even Minnesota, that's a bit of a long shot. But again, a team that if they can handle business this weekend against New York... Um, they'll have three wins and should start in winner's bracket. Uh, they are currently 22 to one to reach the major final. So um, a couple of long shot picks, but I don't hate any of them. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. The thing is, and I'll tell you what, because I'm just looking at this now. Um, if you want to bet on Boston to win the major. Um, so what happens is these books have been updating to win the major and uh, to make the finals odds. Here's something they haven't been updating: the MVP odds. So, because remember we talked about Awakening was eighty to one last week. We're like that's a essentially a proxy bet for Florida to win. Guess who's a hundred and fifty to one to be major two MVP? Still Awakening? No, Methods. Oh, okay. That he is the high. He's the lowest on Bot. He's the highest on Boston. That is like that seems. It's actually no. Sorry, technically not. T- technically, capsules one hundred twenty-five to one. So methods one hundred and fifty to one. So a ten-dollar bet on methods would return one. Like would return fifteen hundred dollars. That's not very bad. tempting. That, yeah. Like, instead if, of if if you're not interested in the ten to one and you want to go way deep, like yeah, I I would definitely rather pick cap at one twenty five methods at a hundred to one. It seems like one of those would get it if they do win. Um, and yeah, I I just think the MVP market makes a, a lot more opportunities for um for betters like us. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the lines now. Um, for for this week's games, we've got some interesting games this week. This is the last week of the major, uh, well, major qualifiers. I should specify. Um, then you have um, after this. Then obviously the next week is the major that will start on Thursday. So you are going to probably record the podcast um, earlier um, next week because of that. 
And then after that, just a quick scheduling update. So they actually have, I didn't notice at the time, but they actually have fully released the schedule going forward after that. So the week after Major 2 is the All-Star Weekend. That's the 1v1s and All-Star Games. We might actually have, we might actually be able to talk to talk about that because of the player grade. So we'll, we'll talk about that maybe later. Um, but then the week after that is a is basically an off week. Nothing is happening that next week, which is interesting. That's the first bye week since the beginning of Major 2. It's also interesting that it's the week of April 16th because actually the USFL opening weekend. Now, again, you know that we love our conspiracy that they schedule the CDL around the NFL, and that's probably true. But they probably this is probably just it's probably an accident that that happened. That yeah, way. I, I, I'm not is. gonna I'm not gonna go that down that far. That conspiracy the, the conspiracy rabbit hole that they deliberately scheduled the one break week as the starting opening weekend of of a random football league, but that's okay. But again, if you have nothing, no Call of Duty to watch and you're like us and you're football fans, watch the USFL. Then after that, then there's a War Zone weekend, um, which is I'm not sure how that's gonna work. They're gonna figure that out. And then the weekend after that, that's when there's the combined Challengers Major, and then right back there, and then we're back into uh, Major Three. So so yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up and. Um, yeah, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have an interesting uh, some interesting couple of weeks there, and with only one week off. So, moving on to the lines this week, we start off with Friday afternoon, Paris Legion versus Toronto Ultra. Paris plus two and a half, minus one seventy. Toronto minus two and a half, plus one thirty. Paris to win plus four twenty five. Ultra win minus seven hundred on the money line. Over three and a half, minus one sixty five. Under three and a half, plus one twenty five. Um. My model here has, like, Ultra with a pretty high chance of winning this game, obviously. I got this as a 3-1. to one. I don't... I mean, the thing of it, I do have this as a 3-1, to one, but this kind of screams to me as classic, kind of like Toronto, take, like, getting it done. This is like Toronto when they just beat up on a bad team, usually 3-0. I don't necessarily hate the minus 130. I am a little... If, if Paris breaks through its hard point randomly, which is kind of hilarious... Um. But I mean, I wouldn't hate betting on like some random spreads here or there, like a search and destroy spread or something like that. Do you have any thoughts here, or um, do you think this is? Um, do you have any any hope for Paris here on the the plus two and a half, or maybe even a plus one and a half, or are you on ultra gain the job done here? Yeah, no, this is it screams Toronto. I think the prices are about right. Um, yeah, I see money line minus seven hundred. Uh, to win in a sweep is plus 130 for Toronto. I don't love it, but you can convince me. Uh, right, you said kind of do or die for Toronto. They're one and two so far in their qualifiers, um, losing their last two after beating Minnesota uh, in week one. So uh, thankfully for them, this last week is very, very easy. It's about as easy as it gets. Uh, you get Paris on Friday afternoon, and then you are also the last match of the weekend. Um, against New York. Now, New York has a new roster. They won their last match. Good for them. I still think they're a pretty bad team. Um, so very likely that Toronto can go 2-0 this weekend. And um, yeah, I don't think they're like looking past Paris. I think they're definitely locked in for this one. Because um, yeah, it, winner's bracket is there for the taking for them. They just got to take care of business themselves. And I think they do. Um I don't know if I'm going to take anything on this game. You can maybe convince me of like a, a Toronto minus one and a half in search. I think Paris's search and destroy is very bad. Granted, they've improved all of their game modes a little bit, like since major one, um, but they're still 0-4 in qualifiers this stage. They do have two reverse sweeps, so 
you know, if one of those maps, two of those maps go the other way, they could be two and two, but they're not. Uh, they're zero and four. Um, and yeah, teams that are bad are gonna get reverse swept more than teams that are good. Like that's just how it goes. So yes, they were close, but they got to get it done, right? You you, you got to close out a series at some point. And the only one they have closed out is again in a map five at major one against a, a reeling Seattle surge team. So yeah, Paris still the worst team in the league. Um, I give them about a 9% chance to win this game. So it's not nothing. Um, I give them, a, I, I think they do that. They probably don't get swept. Uh, I think they cover the plus two and a half about 57% of the time, but um, that doesn't justify the minus minus one seventy price on that. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking a Toronto 3-0. Maybe Paris scratch out that game one hard point if they win the coin flip. Um, or maybe they could take the control if they get the preferred map. But all in all, it really feels like Toronto closed this out in four maps or less. Yeah. Um, again, this is kind of one where you can take the like, Toronto minus one and a half. I will say that for Ultra, it seemed like they finally learned how to play hard point in Vanguard in that second map against Atlanta. The Tuscan hard point. Um, they did really well there. I thought. I thought they were. They had it. They ended up losing it. Um, but for a while there, they were really taking the fight to Atlanta. And I mean, I wanted to. Again, the thing is, it's, it's sad that the the stats won't reflect how well they were playing in that one because at the end, Faze still outslayed them. But like, it's it's I think they finally kind of are starting to learn how to play hard point in in Vanguard and I think that if if they're able to do that and catch on a bit watch out for this team right this team could be very dangerous um going forward next up uh Friday afternoon Thieves versus Gorillas Thieves minus one and a half is is even um plus 100 um LAG um plus one and a half is minus 130 uh LA Thieves on the money line minus 220 LAG on the money line plus 165 over four and a half plus 165 under four and a half minus 220 so I've actually got this as like basically dead even I've got this as LAG 52% of the chance 52% chance to win um so clearly I see value on the plus one and a half plus 165 um I will also uh use this as an opportunity to bring in the our uh, preferred betway boost and guess who? Guess which moneyline team is in the Betway Boost? L.A. Thieves. <laughs> yes, Toronto Ultra, L.A. Thieves, and Atlanta Phase all to win. So I think we know how this match is going to go. And to be honest, it actually makes sense, right? This Thieves team is reeling, right? And how many times when we talk about Call of Duty do we see like t- Team A has a is like a well-known team that has had shown strong results in the past and they are in a slump in their reeling versus team that is upstart and doing overperforming expectations. How many times has like team with name ever won that match? Like there's so many examples of it, right? Seattle against Paris. Like there's so many clear examples of this going badly for, for, and and the upstart team winning. What what do you think here? Or do you, do you, um, are you with me on, on gorillas or are you taking thieves here? I am. I, I Again, I think these prices are about right, but I do lean uh, to the LA Gorillas side. Um, and it does worry me a little bit because I don't know who is like really enthusiastic to bet on thieves at, you know, minus 220 on the money line or at even to cover uh, a map and a half. Like 
I don't know. This team is – they're still good. I do, I do think Thieves are a better team than Gorillas, despite the recent records. Right, Thieves are 0-3 so far in qualifiers for Major 2. And LA Gorillas, to a lot of people's surprise, are um, 2-1, and one, I believe. Yeah, 2-1. and one. Um, Yeah, I, good for Gorillas. Um, I do think Gorillas make it out into winner's bracket, and I think Thieves don't. Now, Thieves are favored in both their matches – um, this one against Gorillas, and then the one tomorrow, or the one on Saturday against Seattle Surge, and we'll get to that one in a bit. So all hope is not lost for Thieves, right? They they put up some half decent performances, um, right? They got reverse swept against Minnesota. That hurts bad. Minnesota is not a great team. They're a fine team, but you would like to close out against a team like them. Um, uh, week one, I believe they. Uh, they lost to London, I want to say, in a sweep. Um, that one did not look good. And then I believe they played Atlanta Phase, and I think they lost in five maps. Let me go through here, see what I can find. Like, it, it wasn't the worst loss in the world, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see here. LA Thieves. I'm sorry, they played Optic Texas. That's right. That was the last match of week one uh, and ended up winning, or I'm sorry, losing in a round 11 on Tuscan Search. Uh, they had two rounds to close it out, if I remember correctly, and couldn't get either one. So, right, they're, they're so close to being 2-1 and one in this stage. Um, LA Gorillas are 2-1, and one, good for them again. Um, and yeah, I kind of lean Gorillas. I, I just worry that everyone likes Gorillas. Uh, if you like them a lot, like if you think this game is closer to a 50-50, then I would take Gorillas right now because... I, I just can't see people loading up on Thieves and driving their price up. I see it happening the other way where maybe Thieves dip below minus 200 on the money line. LAG gets to plus 150 or lower uh, on theirs, and then um, you know it, it kind of drives the value out of this game. So uh, I think I'll stay away for it for now, but um, I like Thieves to win the match, but um, Gorillas, yeah, minus 130 ain't bad, plus one and a half at minus 130. It's not bad, but I don't think it's something I'm willing to 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 actually take. So, I will actually say that um, LA Thieves have actually. Like, I mean, it's not. It didn't open this price in in this book. Um, I believe the price actually opened up plus one fifty for Gorilla. So people have actually already bet up Thieves. Um, huh. So okay. yeah, so there actually has already in the on on Bet three six five, which is where I know it opened on Sunday night. LAG was plus 150. They're still plus 150 there. Um, but Bodog has LAG at plus 165. Now, actually, to be honest, lines change on Bodog before they change on Bavada before they change on Bet365. So um, would not be surprised to see an upgrade in price there in uh, on uh, on LAG. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I kind of think that, yeah, I, I think of it again, you're Stop! Stop overestimating the betting public, right? We we know who these people are. They're gonna bet on these. Um, they're not. They, they're not sitting here with sharp models and stuff like that. I mean, here's the thing: we were on Rocker, right? We were like, we gave Rocker a chance, and we cleaned up on that, right? We got like a mate. We got like what plus two fifty, plus one thirty seven. Like we got amazing price. Like actually, we got a, a ridiculous amount on that. So no, like just because we see something doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? And, and honestly, getting negative closing line value, like I actually, I bet this at a different price already. I'm actually getting negative closing line value and I'm, I'm fine with that. Most of the time I get negative closing line value on, on CDL bets. It usually does pretty well. Um, 
moving on to the last game on Friday night here. Uh, we've got FaZe versus Mutineers. FaZe minus 1.5, minus 145. Mutineers plus 1.5, plus 110. FaZe minus 350 on the money line. Florida plus 250 on the money line. FaZe over 3.5, minus 260. Florida under 3.5, plus 190. Here's the thing. My model, so my model was very unimpressed with Florida. A lot performance last week gives it a thumbs down. Um, or in the case of Florida, two tentacles down, I guess. Um, here's the thing, though. Like, my model says phase, but, like, <sighs> I think we all know who's going to win this match. Like, I think Florida's going to win this match, honestly, I swear. Like, they'll do, the, they'll underperform against Optic, and then they'll come out and they'll they'll beat phase. Watch. Like, this is, we all know Florida can do it. And, like, phase looks vulnerable. Like, that was scary a little bit there against Ultra. Right, like, and the thing is, the match against the ma- Florida's match against Optic was actually a lot closer than people than, than the, the final scoring line looked. Right, it was a Bocage. They lost a Bocage by twenty points. It's a little on the highish side for a close Bocage, but it was still very close. It went to time, as the classic Optic thing to do is to take a Bocage to time. The search that wasn't close. That's fine. Florida needs to clean up their their Berlin search. That's completely fine and understandable. But the the control, I didn't even realize how close it was. Um... The first time I was watching it, I wasn't watching it with sound. So then I didn't hear what the casters were saying. But basically, in that search, in, in, in the control, the only reason Florida was on offense round two, round five, sorry, was because they were t- completely tied in kills. And the default is when they're tied, when kills are tied, it just switches from current ones, what it currently was. So Florida was on defense round four, so then they were on offense round five. That's the only reason why Florida actually lost that control. They could have easily won that control, definitely could have won the next hard point and taken it to game five. And then who knows what happens in the game five, right? So so no, I'm uh I I am not like I'm not sitting here thinking like Florida definitely has a shot here. There's some money coming on phase. This opened at I think plus two twenty five, plus one hundred on the on the plus one and a half. So like there's some money coming in on phase, but like if I'm betting anything in this match, I'm betting Florida even against my model. What do what do you think here? Yeah, uh, again, not a match I love, but I do slightly side with Florida as well. Um, yeah, plus 110 uh, to cover a map and a half I don't think is is bad. Um, it can definitely be justified. And yeah, you, you talked about their match last week a lot closer than it may have seemed. Um, and I just want to talk about Florida for a sec. Like, how perfect is it that they are 2-1 and one in match count and 6-3 and three in map count? Like, two sweeps that they've won, and then they got swept once. Like, that's that's Florida for you. Um, now, <laughs> will this one be a sweep of Atlanta phase, or will they get swept? Those are the only two outcomes. Uh, so maybe Florida minus two and a half might be the play. Uh, no, j- just kidding on that. But, yeah, Florida, I, I think, is still the right play. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, if Florida can pull this out, phase end up losing this match, which... Could very well happen. I do think they're in serious jeopardy of starting in loser's bracket. Um, they would move down to 2-2 two and two after this loss, and then they'd have to play Optic Texas um, later in the week. And as we all know, they're the number one team in the game, so that could also be a loss. Uh, that would put them at 2-3. and three. And when you're at 2-3, and three, you put yourself in jeopardy of starting in loser's bracket just based on tiebreakers, really, uh, when we're only playing five matches every qualifying stage there are going to be some two and three teams that start in winner's bracket there's going to be some two and three teams that start in loser's bracket so 
Faze could find themselves in that situation, which would be shocking to say the least. Um, I do think Faze probably get it done 3-1 here. Um, I think we maybe see a Bocage map one. Could be the best Bocage we see all year. These teams are very good at that. But, um, you know, if Gavudu control gets played, Florida's got a shot. Um, and Florida's honestly got a shot in, in just about every mode against FaZe. FaZe are just not what they were last year. They're still a very good team. But, um, yeah, I, I think I lean Atlanta to win the series. But, um, yeah, Florida at plus 110 to cover a map and a half, I think, makes some sense. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I, I, I do I do really like the Florida pick there. Don't bet the mortgage on it because it is Florida. Um but yeah, I mean the the as I think you were saying before, the Florida way is six and three in map counts, two and one in uh in series counts, uh three three sweeps. Moving on to Saturday, we have Surge versus Thieves. Surge plus one and a half minus one fifty five, Thieves minus one and a half plus one twenty. Surge plus one thirty five on the money line. Thieves minus one seventy five. Over four and a half plus one sixty uh plus one sixty under four and a half minus two ten. So this one is interesting because the thing is, like, I feel like you have to kind of pair this with the LAG match and when when you're talking about them, because the thing of it is if LAG wins, then like suddenly this match becomes a pick, right? So if you want to bet on Seattle, you probably need to bet on Seattle early. My model actually does favor Seattle here, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Like, is this team's team really going to go zero and five? Like, what? How? Where could this market bottom out? Right? Like, and and that's the thing, right? Like, if you want to bet on this surge team now, like, what are there? What are some of the spreads here? You got plus twenty six and a half map one. That's actually pretty cool. Um. What else have you got here? Minus one and a half in the control. That's not bad. Plus one and a half in the map. So they're finally, map spreads are finally back on Bodog. So thank God for that. But I mean, yeah, if you like Seattle, my model definitely likes Seattle. I think this is a time. This is the time to, the time to bet Seattle is now rather than later. What do you think on this? Are you, do you think, are you giving Thieves much of a, like, do you think Thieves have a better chance against Seattle or do you think they have a better chance against LAG? What, what does your model say? For sure, a better chance against LAG. Um, like your model, I have this close to a 50-50. I still have Thieves slightly favored, uh, 52% favorites, um, which means there's value on Seattle at plus 135 on the money line, or if you want to take them plus a map and a half at minus 155. I think both, you can kind of play it however you want. Um, right, the, the one kind of glaring weakness for Seattle is hard point. So a Thieves 3-1, if they do win the series, it's it's probably got to be a 3-1. Um, but Thieves have their own struggles, right? Search hasn't been great. It's been better, um, but it's still not great. Their control is also lacking. I think Seattle has an edge there. Uh, yeah, I, I it's, it's close to a coin flip, so I'll take Seattle. And yeah, like you, I think I'll take them early because I think LAG put up a fight against Thieves on Friday. And if that's the case, this... Seattle price might drop to even money, right? It, it could get that that far down. So, um, yeah, I think Seattle now is the play. Uh, if you think Thieves, you know, turn things around and take care of LAG, then it might be a good idea um, just to take Thieves now. But I, I really think LAG put up a fight. So I also lean Seattle. No preference, really, money line or spread. I think both are good. Um, so just matters or all that matters is how much risk you want to put into it. 
This match is, I mean, hugely consequential for losers bracket implications. Uh, right now, Surge sit at tenth. They're one and three. Uh, so this is their last match of the qualifying stage. Uh, they got to get a win if they want to get a chance to get into winners bracket. And they'll need some help with tiebreakers. They'll probably need um, New York to lose their matches, Toronto to lose their matches. Problem is, Toronto and New York play each other. Um, they might need a two and one team to drop. So if you're if you're thieves, right? You you take out LAG on uh, Friday. That drops them to two and two. You get up to one and three. If LAG can lose again, and you can take a, another win, you'll get to that two and three. You'll have the head to head on LAG. It's it's just a lot needed for both these teams. I do think both end up in losers bracket, partly because they're playing each other, um, and partly because they just they they've had some tough schedules. Uh, for this qualifying stage, and they're just struggling. Like, there's there's no way around it. Both these teams have been better this year than they are now. Um, so, I yeah, slightly into Seattle. I think when all is said and done, Thebes win one of their two matches this weekend, whether it's against LAG or against Seattle. I think one and four is probably the most likely outcome. Um, that being said, I think Seattle... One and four, two and three. It's it's kind of a toss up as to um, where they end up, but both will be hovering around that nine or ten seed, I imagine. So good luck to them in the major. If that's the case, you got to rattle off six in a row. Um, we talked about futures bets a little earlier. Uh, there are some really bad ones. I see uh, thieves are twenty to one to win the major. If you want to throw away money, like go ahead and do that. <laughs> like. You're 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 taking a team to win six straight matches. Granted, you know they might be favored in their first one, maybe two. Um, after that, it's going to be tough. So that's not a great idea. Seattle, I see at thirty-three to one. Again, not great. Um, their odds are very very slim. And um, yeah, I mean it'll be a hugely consequential match in the moment. But I think when all is said and done, we'll look back and say like, oh, well, these teams were just two teams that were destined for a losers bracket. So slightly into Seattle, and uh, yeah, I think if you like that, you should take it now. Yeah, and I mean obviously this is probably something we we'll have more time to talk about it next week because we're going to be talking more about um, the major. But like these are two teams that we could be seeing a team change. Um, with them after after the major, I I definitely think that's that's a strong possibility. Um, next up, four thirty on Saturday, Boston Breeze versus Florida Mutineers. For some reason, this line is not on Bovada, um, but it is on Bet three six five, about the same. So I don't know why it's ran me down on Bovada. I've got so on Bet three six five, I got Boston minus one fifty, uh, Florida plus one ten on the money line. Boston minus one and a half plus one sixty two, Florida plus one and a half minus two twenty five, over four and a half plus one fifty, under four and a half minus two hundred. I mean, the thing of it is, my model actually really likes Boston here. But the thing of it is, though, like my model likes Boston, but if Florida were to beat Atlanta, then I think my model's gonna like Florida, right? So, like, I right now I see value on Boston at the minus one fifty. Would like a smaller number on that, but that's probably okay because I've got Boston three one right now. Um, so like minus one and a half plus one sixty two is fine. Thing of it is like I could see I could see Florida making a, a game of this right. Like if I could see Florida beating Atlanta and then beating Boston right. I could definitely see that happening. Um, 
but I could also see Boston doing this. I just I think at some point there has to be some regression to this Boston team. I think they're really good. I could see like I could see Boston going two oh this weekend or I could see them going one one this weekend. Or maybe even O two this weekend, right? Like there's a lot of different things. I just think that maybe this Boston team is just a little overhyped right now. And I think they deserve some of the pricing, but I think that like if you look back at who they've beaten, right? Like they beat a Minnesota team that we don't think is particularly good. But see, the thing is, they just, Minnesota just beat Thieves, so people are high in Minnesota. They beat Boston, but that is a that's a Methods Revenge game. So and then who else they beat? Then they just crush someone like Seattle. Yeah, they beat Seattle, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So no, like I'm not like I'm not the most like hype, but like I like this Boston team. I think they could go pretty far. I don't. Like I don't know, I don't hate their their like to win the major at ten to one. It's a bit high. I'd love a lower, like I'd love a lower price. I wish that price hadn't been. If that price was like twenty or something. I'd take it for sure. But, but yeah, I think uh, I think this Boston team is uh, this Boston team is legit. But the thing is, like, if they lose this match or lose one of these matches between them or, or London, my opinion of them isn't changing. Right? Like, I I actually kind of like them to win either or match. Like, I like. I don't know. We'll talk about the other one later. But what, what do you think? Do you think Florida here, the, the most inconsistently, consistently inconsistent team, or, or Boston? What do you think? Yeah, I actually do slightly lean Florida, um, which might surprise some people. My models like Florida over Boston pretty much the entire year. Um, and I think a lot of that goes back to Boston's losses um, just throughout the year have been not great. And I do include kickoff classic data in my model because they're data points. They happened. I know it was a preseason event, but you know, it's when we got data points, we should use them. So I do have that included. And considering that they lost to that New York roster, granted it was in five maps, right? It was, it was a close match. Um, They lost to that New York roster, that original, right? Clayster, Krim, Hydra, Neptune. Um, That's not a great look. They also lost to that New York roster in Major 1 qualifiers. Again, not a great look. Um, and, and since then, they've they've been an improved team, no doubt. I just think people are still maybe sleeping on Florida a bit. They are getting a little bit of love from the broadcast team, so that's good to see. I also see um, Carson, the stats man. He is um, tweeting out pro-Florida stats, right? They, they do lead in a lot of categories um, for various modes. That's great to see. Uh, yeah, they're they're just a slept on team. I think yeah, it's it's close to a fifty fifty match. Um, so Florida's plus money, I love it. Um, I do think Boston probably end up one and one on the weekend. This is definitely the more winnable match for them. I do still think London are the third best team in the league. Florida hovering in the middle of the pack territory. So if Boston's going to get one, I think it's this one. But I still lean Florida a little bit. Um, and yeah, it. These odds might shift with the Atlanta-Florida match on Friday, but I really don't know. I I think Boston's price could only get more expensive. Like, like I think just based on how that phase-Florida match is likely to go, right, I think we all agree phase probably wins that. Maybe not, but I think they're the favorite. Um, Like, if they come out and and 3-1 Florida or maybe sweep Florida— Boston's price could go through the roof for that Saturday match. If Florida puts up a fight on Atlanta, even wins the match, um, I just think people love the Boston breach so much, and they love the hot streak that they're on right now. I don't think that Florida price gets super expensive. I think it might go down a little, but 
Uh, I don't mind waiting, seeing if Florida beat Atlanta. If that's the case, I might like double down Boston or on Florida against Boston the next day. Um, There's a lot of different ways to play it. Obviously, if your model likes Boston, um, take them. If I were you, I would take them early because again, I I can't really. I just think it's much more likely that the Boston price gets more expensive as we get closer to match time than Florida's gets more expensive. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that that does make sense. Um, yeah, I the thing of it is, I mean, I think that see the problem is if they win, right? Like if they if they win, if if Florida beats Boston, then all of a sudden Boston is an underdog in this matchup, and then I'm then I kind of like Boston. But if if Florida beats if if Florida loses the phase, then all of a sudden Florida balloons out to plus one fifty against Boston, and I really like Florida, right? So. I don't know. This might be a game I leave for now and then come back. T- I might leave this and then, like, again, if, if Florida starts putting up a fight, I might just Im- immediately betting Florida on this, right? Then, or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Because you might be able to, like, grab a great arbitrage opportunity, right? Like, if Florida's down to, like, plus 120 or something in this match, and then they're playing phase, and then they take map one, then just immediately bet Florida money line. And then if Florida becomes the favorite over Boston, then bet back Boston money line. And you're, like, locking in a plus 20 profit. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, moving on to to Friday afternoon ish, afternoon ish, night ish. Optic versus LAG. Optic minus two and a half, plus one thirty five. Um, LAG plus two and a half, minus one seventy five. Minus eight. Optic is minus eight hundred on the money line. LAG is plus four fifty. Over three and a half, minus one sixty five. LAG under three and a half, plus one twenty five. I, I mean, the thing of it is, for me sitting here, like. The mo- my model really likes optic in this match, like irrationally. I have optic almost ninety percent chance to win this match, which, to be fair, they should be right. I mean, their leg is the thing of it is like I feel like they're undercounting leg significantly. I feel like optic is a better team. Like LA- optic is the better team, but like leg is surging, right? And like again, this is the price we're looking at now. But like, where would this pr- where will this price be? At, if LAG beats Thieves, right? And where my model have them if they beat Thieves, right? Because I have, I have them 50-50. If LAG could, like, decisively beats Thieves, then suddenly this line shifts a lot, right? Because my model, like, although my model had value on LAG versus Seattle, and I had LAG versus Seattle, like, it didn't like the way they did it. My model kind of was like, yeah, it wasn't particularly convincing. So it's kind of left... It's still, like, I think if, if it had Seattle versus LAG playing now, it has it a little closer, but, like, still basically a toss-up which is kind of fair because they did kind of throw away the first hard, the game one hard point. They almost threw away the control and then they almost threw away the hard point too. So this LAG team is far from dominant, but like I'm sitting here and I'm like plus one and a half against optic plus two forty. right? This optic team is playing the next day against the, against phase, right? Like, is it possible LAG takes them to a game five? Yeah. I think that's, that's a very fair assessment. Right, like they could, you LAG could steal a hard point from this optic team. This optic team is somewhat inconsistent, right? Like, looking at some game spreads, like I think you, like my model really likes optic, but like I could see LAG coming within forty points in a hard point or something, right? Like, so it's hard to say exactly. I, I don't know. I, I, I I'm not, this is again, this is another heart versus model, and my heart says bet on LAG, but I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts on this? Are you on? Uh, are you on Team LAG or are you on Optic here? I think I'm with you again. Last week we were at odds on a lot of stuff. This week I think we're coming back around. Um, yeah, I like Optic a little bit. I don't love them. Um, 
but yeah, like you said, you have them at almost a 90% favorite. I'm right there with you. I have them at an 88% to win. Uh, and when you think about it, yeah, that sounds high. Um, Optic on the year have won 83% of their matches. Um, and if you think LAG are a below average team, like I do, they've won 40% of their matches. Then you tick that 83% for Optic up a little bit, and hey, you're at 88%. So um, yeah, Optic are a very, very heavy favorite, as they should be. Um, but like your, I, I really like your point about like individual map spreads, right? Like if Optic are going to play Bocage against LAG and we've seen Optic go to time on Bocage a lot, and we've seen LAG in a lot of really tight Bocages, some that they've won, some that they've lost. Like if you get that spread of, you know, like 20 or more, like that, that seems like a really, really good play, um, for LAG to cover that. So that could be one way to play it. I, I don't mind if you want to take Optic just to win in a sweep. I think there's a huge discrepancy in terms of how good these teams are at control. Optic are like just on another level of good. Uh, and LAG have been improving, but it's still, there's still a lot to be desired. They don't have one map that like necessarily scares you. So I don't think the coin flip matters a ton. Um, they're pretty mediocre at Gavudu and at Tuscan. Optic can play either map too. It's yeah, just everything lines up for Optic. Even if they lose the coin flip, I, I think they know this one's important, right? If if we want that number one seed, we gotta win this one because right, we might slip up against Phase tomorrow. So um, ensure your win here. Beat the LA Gorillas. Um, could LA Gorillas come in off a hot streak? Right, they they might beat Thieves on Friday. They could roll in the next day, take out Optic. That's that's definitely in the cards. We've seen, you know, underdog teams get hot and make a run. Um, I'm just not sure it it, it can get through Optic. LAG has been better, no doubt. They've they've shown improvements in their game the last week or two. But this is tough. Like this is a tough weekend for for LAG. I I kind of think they lose both their matches. I think the Thieves one could be close, but. When all is said and done, I kind of see an 0-2 weekend for LAG, which kind of sucks. I, I do want to see this team kind of surge up the standings. I think there's a lot of talent to be had, um, or there is a lot of talent on that team. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough, though. I, I lean Optic. I imagine the money will continue to go on Optic, as it always does. So, like I've said with a lot of these, the team I like, I think I, I prefer to take them early, just based on what I think will happen earlier in the weekend and how I think people will come onto these teams as we get closer to match time. So it's optic for me, um, but uh, we'll see in a bit who I like for, uh, for optic phase the next day. Yeah. I, I think we really do need to see some more matches for that game. But like, again, if, if LAG starts doing, has like a really good game against like game one or game two, start looking at that line, right? Start hitting that down, right? Map one, hard point spread plus one and a half at plus like plus two something right like that start hitting those lines really quickly there next up last game on saturday uh we have the new york subliners versus minnesota rocker subliners plus one and a half minus 170 rocker minus one and a half plus 130 subliners plus 146 on the money line rocker minus 200 subliners over four and a half plus 160 under four and a half minus 210 I like this is weird. I have I like my model actually really kind of likes Minnesota here a little bit. It's kind of surprising to me. Um 
I don't know. My model does something really weird with the next New York game, especially. Um, I think it's because the model has like the model does like New York and the hard points, but then it, it really likes Minnesota and the S and D and controls. Um, so I don't I don't know what the I, I don't know here. I, I'm trying to figure out what the best option to play this is. Part of me says roll with New York here, um, but I don't know. It, it's kind of weird that. I, I'm doubting the model a little bit that it's fading New York so much. I mean, again, we're still looking at the honeymoon period. But, like, this Minnesota team isn't bad, but this New York team is also not bad either, right? So, I don't know. I'm a little torn on this one. I might, I, I'm leaning towards leaving this one alone. I kind of don't want to touch this one. Maybe I might bet, like, New York plus 9.5 and get map on hard point or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't... It's it's a weird one for me. What what are your thoughts on this? Are you are you? This is a weird. My model is producing a weird result for this one, and I don't know. I don't know what to feel about. It. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, I'm just not interested in this game. That's coming from someone who's a fan of Minnesota. Like, I do think Minnesota get this done, but I think like a lot of their matches, it might be in five maps. Like, Minnesota Search and Destroy is good. Like, we can bank on that being good the rest of it is not, like it's just not pretty to watch this team they get it done somehow they've had two reverse sweep wins uh in qualifiers so far one against the worst team in the league in paris legion and one against a good team in la thieves and then uh if i remember correctly their first match was against toronto i believe they lost in four maps uh the only map they won was a 6-5 search that they almost blew they were up 5-0 i think and and almost let toronto win that uh with six in a row but yeah this this minnesota team i mean they're 2 and 2 so far uh i cannot think of the loss that they had last week was it lag no um i'm blanking they beat thieves they lost to boston that's right boston Beat them in a sweep, kind of convincingly. Um, yeah, they they blew them out on Berlin, which that happens. It's Berlin. Uh, the Bocage went to around 11, and then Boston, like, good for them. They won the control 3-1. That was uh, a much-needed win in a control for Boston. Pretty convincing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of lean New York here. Uh, I, I don't love it. I don't think I'm going to touch it, but... Um, New York plus one and a half at, I mean, it's minus 170. That does seem a little high. I just think these teams are really, really close in hard point and really, really close in control. And uh, like, I don't think coin flip matters a lot here. Both these teams mediocre at both control maps. I have Minnesota ranked eighth on Gavudu and eighth on Tuscan. New York, I have ranked ninth on Gavudu and 11th on Tuscan. Um, so yeah, it's it it might come down to who gets defense. Now, we are playing on a new patch this weekend. That's maybe something we should have um introduced earlier or I'm not sure if that's confirmed, but there was an update this week um to Vanguard where uh if you're playing rank play, uh you'll notice Bocage, the A bomb is now outside on the platform, not inside um the house. Uh the spawns on Tuscan for defense have been moved up. Uh, on search and in control, that spawn has been moved up a little bit. Um, control now goes to ticks as the tiebreaker instead of kills. I think kills is now the second tiebreaker. Um, 
so we don't have that weird situation like last week where it kills as the first tiebreaker it's tied okay then we just go back to what was round one um so yeah if they are playing on that patch which i suspect they will um we could see some funky results just based off of that there are a lot of little things that went into that patch i think it's maybe the biggest meta shift week to week that we've had so far um maybe outside of like the first shift when like glide bombs didn't kill people at kickoff classic and then once we got to qualifiers they did um that was a pretty big one i guess but uh yeah this new york minnesota match like i think minnesota get it done i think they get it done probably three two and they leave people saying like oh minnesota there they go they're clutching up again you know, good for them for getting that mantra of the team that clutches up, but it's not a sign of a good team, right? Like, if you're Rocker, you, I really, as a fan, want to see them win in four or less, right? This New York team looked good last week with Paul X in the lineup. Granted, they're playing Paris, so we, we're working off a one-game sample against the worst team in the league. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This one feels weird to me. Um, and because of that, I think I'll stay away as a Minnesota fan. I'll cheer for them. And, uh, yeah, I think Minnesota probably get it done three, two, maybe a little value on New York to cover that map and a half. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's a weird, this probably goes to five games. Maybe the over four and a half is the right play here. Actually, what's my model have that at? I got 34% chance at a plus 160. I think that's about right in terms of break even. Um, so that's not bad. I think that might that might be something to look at the over four and a half. Um, next up, we're moving into Sunday now. Ravens versus Breach. Um, Ravens minus one and a half plus 150. Breach plus one and a half minus 135. Ravens on the money line minus 175. Breach on the money line plus 135. Over four and a half plus one sixty, under four and a half minus two ten. So, uh, I, my model actually really likes breach over London. My model's kind of out on London. They had a bad weekend against Face in some cases, but it was still close though, which is weird. I, my model kind of is really low on London right now, and I'm not sure if I like that or not. Or it's either I, I can't tell if it's really low on London or really high on Boston, or kind of a combination of both. I kind of think it's a mix of both, but. Like, this line opened up at about, about even, I believe, and a lot of money's coming on London. I don't know if that's warranted. I kind of think that, that Breach has a decent chance here. Um, I definitely like the plus one and a half. I, I, I kind of like the money line here. What do you think? Are you... Has has London... Is London fading a little bit for you, or do you think this is... Um, or do you think this is um, London on the, coming back? They're going to beat Boston and... Uh, jump right into the winner's bracket and then they're they're fine what do you think yeah um i think they are definitely fading a bit the the result last week versus versus phase was i would say pretty expected i think most people would have said that would be a 3-1 to phase uh, and it was london looked convincing in the control on gavudu um granted we, we've talked about atlanta on gavudu control quite a bit they're just not good at it like that's an issue if you want to be one of the best teams in the league we're playing two control maps. If, you know, half of your qualifying matches come down to a coin flip, you're going to be playing Gavudu control half the time. Um, now, when Atlanta gets to the major and they're the higher seed in, you know, most of their matchups, they can veto that if they want. But, you know, again, if we get to a grand finals, you're going to have to play that. So 
control does matter quite a bit. And um, yeah, you, you've got to be at least balanced in your maps. And Atlanta just isn't right now. So London get that convincing win. Um, game one on Gavudu, Atlanta win by 56. Pretty convincing. Um, Gavudu can be a blowout map. Keeping it within 60 is okay for London, but still a, a relatively comfortable win for Atlanta. A very comfortable 6-2 on Bocage in the search. And then that fourth map, that hard point on Tuscan, got really interesting late. Um, it looked like London might be bringing it back. I think it ended on a P1 um, on the third rotation. And uh, yeah, Atlanta ended up winning that by 14 points. If you know a killer two goes the other way, obviously a lot of those close hard points, that's how it ends. If the kills go the other way, the other team probably wins. But Atlanta hung on and clutched up. So, yeah, maybe a little bit of a concerning loss for London when all is said and done. But um, I still do lean London a bit. I, I don't think I'm going to take them. Like, this is the first weekend where my model has not been in love with London. Um, and that, in part, could be part of their downfall. It could be part of, like, Boston's upswing here. Um, so models doing some corrections just based on um, what we saw last week. But yeah, I, I think if you're going to make me pick, I'll take the London minus a map and a half at plus 105. Um, I know we saw Boston win in control last week. Good for them. Um, I, I think it's still a concern. And I, I do think London are the better hardpoint team. As good as Boston has been, I, I just think London are still better. Um I, I kind of see a London 3-1. Wouldn't shock me if this goes to a map 5. If it does, I would favor Boston. I think their search is is a little better than London's. Granted, I've talked about it all year. London's first blood percentage is still second in the league. They have fallen off a little bit um, as of late. Um, Boston is sub-50% first blood percentage, but they're winning about 53 almost 54% of their rounds. So a pretty big discrepancy in terms of um, first bloods versus round wins with both of these teams. They're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. So um, maybe closer to a 50, 50 in search uh, London. I have favored in both respawn modes. I think Boston can get their wins on their own maps, but I just have a little more faith in London overall. Um, granted, right. Boston's hot. Sometimes you don't want to step in front of these really, really hot teams and I don't think I will. I think this is a pass for me, but um, I still like London. I have all year, and uh, I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, I I actually I do have London um, at at some value to win the major, and I don't know. Again, I kind of like. I think Boston can beat London in this match. They have faded a little bit. They are three and one. They probably are going to make winners bracket if they win or lose this. So we'll have to see. I don't know. It's it's interesting, right? Because depending on the next couple of games is, is going to depend on the seeding on some of these teams, and that might influence some futures bets. I'm going to take a look at the standings and see how things can can break out. And because and, the thing is, again, if you're if you're going to be that, like, if Phase does lose to Florida, that changes a lot, right? Because suddenly that path to that final becomes a lot easier, especially for a for a Florida team, right? And that twenty eight to one bet comes just a little closer, right? So it's, it the thing is, like, it's really going to depend on who's in this main, like, because, again, you don't want to be the eighth seed, right? But, like, there's the sweet spot there of probably, I think, the, because I think it's, I, they set up the bracket, I have to look back at the bracket, but I think it's the four or five 
though it's the way they set it up, right? Because you want to have to avoid optic or phase basically for the longest amount of time, right? So there's a sweet spot in there. Um, anyways, next up, second last match of this weekend: phase versus optic. Phase plus one and a half minus two twenty. Optic minus one and a half plus one sixty five. Phase plus one ten on the money line. Optic minus one forty five. Phase over four and a half plus one fifty five. Optic under four and a half minus two hundred five. So this is kind of interesting because these two teams are both kind of in like a competition to see who's going to underperform. Well, Optic isn't underperforming that much, but like they're not looking particularly impressive. Like FaZe obviously didn't like they they beat London, but not by a lot. That was a relatively close match against London. Um, like they won the hard points by what a combined forty something points. Um, and like again. Then, then almost lost to Toronto, and arguably should have lost that game. Had Toronto not had like had Toronto not blown that game four, Toronto would have covered like would have covered a minus one and a half against them in that matchup. So Phase is definitely underperformed, but at the same time, Optic again, they were in trouble in a couple points against Seattle there on uh, last weekend, and then again when they played Florida, a three L, but again a lot of pieces to that three L were not a full three L, right? Like that could have been. Florida could have been up two, two to one at the end of that game three, right? If things broke break slightly differently in Florida, because Florida had multiple leads during that hard point, and again that control was very close. So, like I don't. Part of me just says bet, like put like two units on phase plus one ten, and then walk away and just enjoy the game. My model actually does favor phase here. I've got phase about sixty forty. My model is really unimpressed with optic, but it's also really unimpressed with phase too. So, my 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 gut just says bet phase and then just walk away. Because like the thing is, how many? And again, th- this is another key point here. How many times are you gonna get phase at plus money, right? Like this is the only spot where you're gonna get phase at plus money, and they probably phase should probably be favored here. If optic was the underdog, I'd love to bet optic here. But like, I I just think you bet phase. And the thing of it is, it's hard because at the same time. If FaZe loses to Florida, suddenly this line becomes plus 150, plus 200. At that point, you have to grab that line. But, like, yeah, part of me just says FaZe plus 110, walk away, just sit back, get a drink, enjoy enjoy the game. What, what do you think? I don't hate that. Um, I, I just, the thing with FaZe, and I, I can't stop talking about it because it is so important, um, like, they're kind of reliant on the coin flip. The Gavuda control is a huge concern, right? You don't want to have your control maps be such a discrepancy, and and phase are like it's the biggest discrepancy between control maps for any team in the league. They're number one on Tuscan. They're six and two. Some teams have better records, but they're killing teams on Tuscan. Like they're winning attack consistently. They're holding their defense consistently. Like. They're very scary on Tuscan. Gavudu, they're two and six. The exact opposite. That's eleventh in win percentage. It's eleventh in my power rankings. Like, if the coin flip goes their way, you know, I would make them a favorite against Optic on Tuscan control. And then I think your plus one ten makes sense. So <laughs> by the coin flip theory of things, if phase win the coin flip, which is a 50-50 prop, otherwise known as even money. You know, if it goes their way, the plus 110 maybe looks a little better. Um, the thing is, if they don't, I, I really do worry about them. Um, they're very good on Bocage. I think Optic are smart enough to ban that against them. Um, I know 
Optics good on Bocage too. I have them as the number three team. It's just I, I, I when Atlanta's as good as they are, right? I, I just worry about anyone versus them on that map. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm honestly very surprised you have Faze favored by that much. I mean, I know Optics' recent results haven't been phenomenal, but they've won their last ten matches. Like they're ten and zero in their last ten. That's, that's remarkable when you think about it phase are i think they're two and one in qualifiers they lost i mean yeah they're, they're two and two in their last four i, I don't want to go back further further than that um granted two of the well, one it was against optic um and then their other loss was two who did they lose to this stage who am i blanking on seattle. oh seattle that's right because seattle is yeah that makes sense <laughs> um yeah, so I, I like Optic a little. I, I don't love it. Um, I'll see if the market moves a little bit. I, I do lean the minus one and a half at plus 165. Um, again, the coin flip worries me, though, a little bit, because um, I think if we're playing Tuscan, it's a different story. Um, but yeah, I, I do have FaZe as slight favorites and a hard point. Um, if these teams play two of them, I think they probably split. And then again, search and destroy is basically a toss-up between these two teams. Um, yeah, I I think a map five is really really likely. If that's the case, you know the the plus one ten makes a lot of sense. So, like I can talk myself into both ways, right? The plus one ten makes some sense if you think Phase maybe get the coin flip, or if they can at least force that game five, right? Then you're sitting on a plus one ten and what should be a, a total coin flip of a, a map five. But uh, yeah, optic. I think the the I'd much rather take the minus one and a half than the money line, um, just because I think if you can get your control map that you, you I don't want to say you can bank the Gavudu against Atlanta because Atlanta's a very very good team, um, but you know you're you're improving your odds a lot when you get that control you want when you get that map one you want you get preferred side in map four, it, just a lot goes your way with the coin flip. So if I'm Atlanta, like, <laughs> from now on until champs against any, like, mediocre team, I want to play Gavudu Control. Like, I, I really do think they need to expand their map pool specifically with that map. Or, you know, maybe there's some meta shift where we get a third control map in and that can change things. But until then, that's Atlanta's homework for me, right? Get better at that. There's a couple search maps they can improve on as well. But um, but yeah, this should be a doozy of a match. Obviously, we saw these two teams face off in the major one um, uh, final and major one uh, semifinal, right? Was it winner's final? Or no, it was actually uh, round two. Yeah, which I think these teams could honestly meet again in um, when all is said and done. But uh, slightly into optic, but I, I don't love it. You can definitely take Atlanta if you like Atlanta. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's that's an important point. I think they do need to expand it. Apparently, they're talking about fixing Berlin if they could change the one point. So that's that's a possibility. I think the, the I'm unsure if the patch is going for this weekend or for next weekend or what. Apparently, there's problems with some some, some the patch breaks some things. So yes. I'm not sure if they're going <laughs> to fix that or if because again they have only have a couple days to fix it, so they might leave it for the major or I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They have a couple options. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely interesting in terms of 
in, in terms of like I honestly I mean I don't know I the thing is my model you have to remember that my model like takes into account like recent performances so like it doesn't like like it thinks optic has been underperforming and like FaZe beat a decent Ravens team and then they also beat a decentish Toronto team but like they just think optic is underperforming what they should be against like Florida and the other teams so it's weird I, I get it but I don't know I just think this might be and again FaZe has lost how many coin flips now like they just seem to always play Gavudu Control and I I literally every time they play Gavudu Control I just bet against them to lose the Gavudu Control and then I just like cash like I cash Toronto plus 240 against them in the Gavudu Control so yeah it's uh now that being said that was very close though that was like terrifyingly close um and they Toronto arguably should have lost that um but again yeah it's weird so Moving on to the last game of the weekend, Subliners versus Ultra. Subliners plus one and a half, minus one fifteen. Ultra minus one and a half, minus one fifteen. Subliners plus one ninety five on the money line. Toronto Ultra minus two seventy five. Over four and a half, plus one seventy five. Under four and a half, minus two thirty. So my model has done something weird yet again, and it says that this is basically a, a toss up. It's basically even. It says like New York has a forty eight percent chance to win this match, which is weird. And I, I'm trying to figure out why. It, re- it thinks New York is a better hard point team, and it thinks they're basically even in the search. And I think that's the that's the reason why this team this is such a close game. Also, I just want to point out that the um, for on the on my board I have over four and a half Atlanta Optic. That is the highest likelihood to go over four and a half maps. So I of, of all the maps I have that is th- that's the for one sure. Only. Yeah, that's the, sure. that one and that one and Ellie Ellie. Like thieves, gorillas are are both the highest for over four and a half. Next to, of course, Seattle and LA thieves is again, but it's still a couple points lower. So yeah, that over over that plus one fifty five for the over four and a half in that one. That's actually not that bad. I should I should really start playing start playing maps overs a lot more often. But but no, I uh, yeah, I think there's some value on on subliners plus one and a half. Remember again, this is do or die for subliners, right? They won their match last week. Great, good for them. Now they got to beat Minnesota, and if they beat Minnesota, and then they go, they come here against Ultra, like then they this is like this is basically the winner of this match will go three and two. I think the winner of that would then go to the winners bracket, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it, it's really kind of interesting to see this could be like this is do or die for some of these teams here. I um yeah I might take subliners. I think subliners this game it's up there for odds to go to a game four. Um, it's not fully there, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you have subliners making this competitive or not? It's, I don't know, man. Subliners are just hard to figure out. And we were saying this right before they added Paul with the team change. I liked him, right? I I thought Paul X would be a a welcome addition. It wasn't confirmed that he was going to be on the team, but you know, it was, New York was a slight, slight favorite to Paris. We liked him last week, right? Paul X gets added to the roster officially. They take care of business. That seemed like an easy pick. I I don't know now, right? Like, are people really convinced that, like, Paul X makes the difference? Uh, Maybe. I I do think he is a better shooter than Clayster. Like, gun skill purely, he's better. I do think New York lose a little bit on the side of leadership. You know, maybe it's for the better, right? Maybe Krim and Clay were butting heads a little, right? You, You don't want necessarily too many shot callers on a team or, or too dominant shot callers if they're at odds you know that that can be confusing at times 
uh, or hard for the team to figure out. So maybe it is for the better, right? Krim gets to go on the full AR now. Um, it, it, maybe the roles, right, just work out now. Uh, in New York, like it, very, a very realistic chance that they could end up in winner's bracket. And honestly, I was going to make a comment about this match and how it, it shouldn't be the last match on Sunday. But now that I'm thinking about it, this could be, yeah, this, this could be enormous. Um, right now, these teams are sitting at eighth and ninth in the standings. Toronto and New York are both one and two. Um, the difference between them right now, Toronto are seven and seven in map count. New York are four and seven. Um, and yeah, like this week, both have, I don't want to say easy matches, but Paris for Toronto and then you get New York. That's that's very nice. And then New York, you get Toronto in this match and you get Minnesota the day before. And I've talked about Minnesota a lot, right? They're, I think, clearly not a top six team. They, they definitely struggle in some key aspects of the game. So yeah, th- th- this could be four winners bracket here. That's that basically, if you lose this, it pulls your odds of winning the major down to effectively zero, right? Because again, you you got to win six in a row at the major, and while there is a chance that that happens, it's it's remarkably difficult. Um, I I lean Toronto just slightly. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing minus one fifteen on the minus one and a half. Um, but again, it might be a stay away for me because, right, New York might be very much improved based on Paul X. I just, I want to see more of it. I I liked what I saw last week, but, right, big but, the, the caveat is it was Paris, right? And honestly, Paul X, he didn't shine, but his teammates did. And, and maybe, honestly, that's a better sign for New York. The fact that Paul X comes in, he doesn't put up great numbers, but everyone else looks better, like, that, that that might be better than if Paul X comes in, he looks great, and everyone else still looks like what they did. So the fact that he could come in and, and get an easy win right away, that, that speaks volumes to how good of a player he is and maybe how good of a roster move it was. But I just, the sample size is one. I gotta, I gotta see more. I, I think we'll have a very good idea where New York is after this weekend. Because, um, you know, it, it's not the worst competition in the world with Minnesota and Toronto, but we might still be asking those questions like if New York run into a London, if they run into an Atlanta, like how well do they compete against those teams? Because I think it's fair to say Minnesota, Toronto are not quite in that upper, upper tier of teams quite yet. Um, they've shown flashes, right? Minnesota has the ice, right? They, they, they just keep winning in these reverse sweeps and these map fives um, in Toronto, right? Early in the year, kickoff classic winners, they have a good showing at major one, despite not winning a hard point, right? If they can correct those hard point issues, they should be okay. I think there's more to it than that. But um, but yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm excited for this match. So um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, put this match as the first one and let Atlanta Optic be the last one. But I don't mind it because I think the, the consequences could be huge. I do like Toronto to win. I got them winning about three quarters of the time. But again, if this Paul X move is you know, as good as advertised, you know, based on last week, it could be, you know, closer to a 60-40 game, but I, I do still think Toronto are definitely the favorites to win. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. It's, that last game could be very interesting. I don't know, like this Toronto team is another team where you could see some 
you could see a team change. Right? Like I could see a team change there. Again, if subliners go win these next two games, great, right? Good for them. If not, then like Neptune could be on the way out, right? Or Clayster, right? Like uh, not Clayster, uh, Crib, right? So lots of different Sorry. Yawning, we're this we're doing this one late at night. This is uh lean toss up after dark. Um <laughs> No no, I mean this is yeah, like there's a lot of really interesting um a lot of really interesting matchups this weekend and they're going to have a huge importance for next week. And I'm sure we'll talk about those next weekend. So uh, next week. So thank you everybody for uh, tuning in and, and watching and listening. Sorry. They're on YouTube too. If you want to check us on YouTube, but thank you for um, listening. You can uh, follow at, you can follow Ryan at CDL metrics, obviously uh, follow on lead toss up. We're going to have projections and yeah, we'll see you next week to talk about our best bets for the major. See you then everybody.